open up in a word of prayer this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the opportunity to get in your word. Lord, you're always moving in our hearts. You're always moving in our midst. You're helping us. You're helping us get to the other side of things. And I thank you, Father, as we get in your word this, this morning, we're, we're, le- we're learning to be those people, to get over on the other side of some things, being who you called us to be, arriving at the places that you desired us to be at. And I thank you, Father, that every time we get in the word, our faith gets stronger. We grow stronger. Our lives get better. And even more importantly, we become more fruitful, more fruitful to you, more fruitful to the body of Christ. May we enjoy the fruitfulness that would abound, that you would have abound towards us in Jesus' precious mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. How many of you brought your Bible? Come on, let's just, you know, this is, this is a, this isn't just a, this isn't just some hype thing we do. This is a practice. This is what we do. You know, this is our confession. This is what we're say. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what my Bible says I can do. Today, I'm being transformed by the renewing of my mind. I will never be the same again. I'm about ready to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever living, powerful Word of God. Woo! Come on, ain't God good? I tell you, God is good. Yes. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you're, say God, is good. God is good. And, and, and do you believe that he's good? Yes. Amen. Boy, there, there should be no hesitation that your God is good. That he's there to take care of you. That's right. Amen. Amen. Um, I, I have a bit of confession. A bit of confession this, this morning on my birthday. Uh, I, have, I have sinned. I have, I, have a, I have a sin that I've been having to deal with for a long time. And you know what that sin is? It's called the sin of worry. And I'm telling you, I told, I was, me and Pastor Melina were driving. I go, you know, you don't know you're carrying around the sin of worry until one day just the Lord just keeps putting it right in front of you. Keeps putting it right in front of your face. You're like, and then you start to realize how, how, how fleshy you are. You know, some, you can be a pastor and you can be fleshy and not even realize that you're being fleshy. You know, you, you could be you could be a Christian, you could be a Bible toting Christian, you can have your bumper stickers, your 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 little lapel pins, you know, you could have your Christian music playing in the background. I got the victory. And, you know, I got I got it I got it, Jesus. And, you know, you can tell everybody how pumped up you are, but you could be pumped up and excited about Jesus. Very well. Very excited. But also on the flip side of that, you could be carrying a load. A serious load of worry. Yes. And um, Pastor Melina and I, you know, I, you know, sometimes you just deal with stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, she, she told me about an, something that we had received. Um, wasn't a bill, wasn't a negative report, nothing like that. But we received, she got, a, she got someone called her, hey, da-da-da-da. And, and she told me. And all of a sudden, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I got fleshy. I got mad. I got mad. So now I'm dealing with worry, but now I'm dealing with anger. Boy, 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 it just comes quick. Yeah. You know, and things that you think you got over with. Yeah. Things that you thought, well, and then, well, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is what you're doing on the inside of yourself. You know, because you're ticked. You know, and it's not like they did anything bad they, or, you know, or they didn't do something. But you know what I mean? 
Something that you can get upset about what other people's make. They, you know, you think they should have done something, right? right. right? And then they expect the same out of out of you. But and you know, the Lord got onto me. He got onto me big time. Boy, I tell you, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing worse when God comes up to you, and they they did something very similar, and God's going to do this to you. Hey. To you, and he ain't gonna see nothing. You, you don't know if he's said anything to them. But here's the thing. But and you're like, God, why are you picking on me? Why are you picking on me? I'm like, here I am, I'm doing your word, I'm speaking your word, and now and, and I'm supposed to take the high road. I'm supposed to take the high road. And the Lord says, Yeah. I remember something a, a, a minister said, she said something that blessed me so much. She said, um, her friends were doing stuff and, you know, they went out and they went shopping and her friend, you know, got Lord bless her, this and this and that. And, and she goes, Lord, you're blessed. She's getting blessed all the time. And if I do anything wrong or I say anything wrong, boy, you just you're always there correcting me. I go, man, that's just not fair. It just doesn't seem like that's fair. I always feel like you're kind of like picking on me and you're letting them slide in. But, you know, here I am. I'm just doing everything and trying to do the right thing. And. Worry about, worry, I, I care, you hear the, the word uh, uh, care and worry, like, oh, you know, I show that I care. Well, you, really what you're doing is worrying. And here I am, you know, I'm just, and then you're picking on me. And the Lord says, that's because I have a higher standard for you. You're supposed to live at a higher level. Yeah. Doesn't matter what they do. Because what, what, what you let slide will affect you more. See, when you walk up to light, it affects you more than someone who doesn't walk in light. They, can, they don't have to walk in love. The Lord said, if you don't get on top of this walking in love thing and cashing your cares on me, you're going to work your way out of the ministry right away, mister. Ooh, boy, I tell you, boy, that, that, that right there will jerk the slack out of you. Because this, that stuff, because because that, don't just think you can get away with it and say, you know, well, then fine then, because it'll affect your longevity as well. Right. Right. It'll it'll affect your, how long you will live. Yeah. And people forget mm-hmm. that you and I have a higher way of living, yeah. Yeah. a much higher, especially when we know more. Uh-huh. Holy cow! Well, I tell you, man, it, 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 I was laying in bed after after reading my scriptures on casting your care and and and, and we were talking about walking in love. And and I t- and I, I, I turned to Pastor Melina and I was kind of sharing what I'm saying. And I told her, well, I'm going to do that. I'm going to make sure that we, we were there and we, we were going to do it. And I go, I know my flesh doesn't want to do that, but we're going to do it because God told me to live at a higher standard. I don't care what they do or don't do. My flesh, I'm telling you, my, I, when I said it, I knew I, it came from an authoritative place. Yeah. It came from the Lord. I knew when I said that. So I fell asleep for two hours. I was sleeping great. I mean, I mean I'm George. I'm feeling good. I'm sleeping. I have a good sleep. I wake up. I hear to preach, and I got Kenneth Copeland preaching on a Pastor Melina. She likes a blaster tablet. Put it in the <laughs> middle of bed. I wake up, and Brother Copeland's preaching. I was like, Lord have mercy. I'm ready to throw that tablet out the window. And you know what I did when I woke up? I rehearsed that, all those things that bugged me. I had just got it under the blood. 
Just got, I, I'm telling you, because I just got it under the blood. I, you know, here, I, I was on top of it. I told her I was on top of it. I'm going to take the high road. And I, boy, I felt the anointing when I said it. <laughs> felt the anointing. I felt strong about it. Yeah. And just like that, Dan, I'm, I'm, I'm back to square zero. I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm going to go, Lord. I go, and I said, I had the audacity to say this to Lord. You know, Lord, I don't think it's right. I mean, why would you send somebody to a place where they're just going to look down on you, pick on you, say things about you, make you feel bad? You would never, you wouldn't even do that to Jesus. And the Lord says, uh, I did do that to Jesus. I told him to go places and be at places where they didn't even want him. And I told him, what did he do? He walked in love. Oh, I, I, I'm never going to go to a place. Boy, they, they correct me. They say things to me. Well, this situation is not like that, but a little different. They, they're not nice. Da-da-da-da. da 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 No, you walk in love. No, you walk in love. No, you take the high road. And then he says, then I go back to what I said a few moments ago. If you want to stay in the ministry, you better deal with this. If you want to deal with the anointing on your life, you better deal with this. A lot of people don't deal with things and then they end up robbing themselves of the anointing. They, they rob themselves more importantly of the fruitfulness that they could have. And I said, Lord, what are you trying to work? Because I'm trying to work fruitfulness in you. Fruitfulness. Because fruitfulness is a big thing. You know, it's not enough. See, people, we, we think fruitfulness is, well, I got the car. I got the house. I mean, I'm healthy. But a lack of love will rob you of your health. Worry will rob you of your health. My, oh, I just, you know, I like what Brother Hagen, uh, Brother Hagen says. because I, my, my, I came from a, a family of world champion warriors. World champion. And the, Lord, and the Lord told me I needed to stop worrying. You know, the first thing I dealt with, I said, Lord, well, how am I ever going to do that? How am I ever going to stop worrying? I don't know how to stop worrying. I don't know how to stop caring. And he goes, and there I am, 15 years old, and the Lord shows me this in, in, in Matthew 6, 36. And before he starts even reading his Bible, he's goes, because they told him, you ain't got very much long to live. Right. They told him, you don't got very much long to live. He goes, well, you know, I've always loved the Bible. I, mean, I even enjoy reading the table contents. I even like reading all, I just love seeing all the Deuteronomy, because I, I remember going to uh, vacation Bible study, and, and I would just love even, because we would memorize the, all the scriptures, and we'd have a little song in the book of the Bible, and I would just, and then I, I just loved all the names of the, of the chapters. I, just, I even loved the table of contents. And so I said, Lord, well, since I don't got much time, where, where should I start? And the Lord, you know, funny, the Lord's had him start in, so start in the New Testament. You don't got much time? Start in the New Testament. He says, I was doing really good. I was enjoying And before I read my Bible, I said, Lord, show me. If there's anything I need to do, I'm going to be willing to do whatever's in your word. He consecrated himself. Yeah. Before he ever opened his Bible, he says, Lord, show me what to do so I know what to do and I know how to live. And whatever you want me to change, I'll change. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, you better be careful with a prayer like that. <laughs> he, yeah. he says, I got over to Matthew chapter 6. And I started reading about casting the cares of my Lord. Onto him, all my cares. Boy, I tell you, he goes, he goes, Lord, he goes, that's a hard one. He goes, and I, and I, couldn't, and I couldn't read my Bible anymore. I got so miserable. I got so sad. Yeah. He goes, what do you mean, cast all my cares? What do you mean? I goes, I, then, he, then he reiterated his, his, his mom and his, sis, his history. Yeah. He goes, well, what am I going to do if I got nothing to worry about? 
I mean, you've got to think about it. And here I am. I've been in the ministry for some 25 years. I think, I think, I would think that I'm doing pretty good in this area. And the Lord says, no, you're probably around a D right now. Well, I thought I'd, I'd let it. He goes, no, no. You never asked me, did you? I go, I guess I didn't. <laughs> you, can go, you can go through life and never ask the Lord any, any questions, important questions. Yeah. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? You can go through life and not ask the Lord important questions that affect you. That affect your mental health, affect your what's uh, what's really the root of things. So you know he's sitting around, he, he's doing this. He doesn't even know he's worrying, doesn't even know he's carrying, doesn't know he's carrying a weight around his neck. And then he goes on to explain to the Lord, Lord, this is not fair. All them kids, I'm sick, fifteen, deformed heart. Starts to rehearse all his problems to the Lord. Rehearse everything got a deformed heart i've been born sick i just never was healthy as the rest of the kids and look at these sinner boys down the street got one down the street and he's got a new car wears nice clothes and and they're all mean every one of them is mean and not even not 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 any of them is kind and there i am and the lord said and then i I try to read my bible i couldn't read anymore i couldn't read my bible anymore couldn't enjoy it anymore and the lord said lord i I don't know why I can't, I'm not enjoying reading my Bible. And this is like, okay, want to enjoy your Bible reading again? Go back to Matthew chapter 6, verse 36. Went straight right back there, talked about casting your care. And he said, Lord, all right, for as long as I live, I'll never have a care again. Doesn't mean he didn't say that I didn't. Remember what he says over the years. He says, it doesn't mean I didn't have an opportunity to care. He says, I pass up a lot of good opportunities to care. Some people will accuse you of not caring as, well, you're just heartless. You don't care. You just, no, no. Because there's some things here that affect the anointing. There's some things that affect your your way of thinking and your way of living. Now, I'm not talking about being mean and then forgetting about it and not giving a care about it. You've got to really clean some of these things up. Some folks, because they just just think that they can go ahead and be mean and just want to live how they want to live and affect everybody. When really, uh, be careful. Be careful with that. If you know you did your brother wrong and you know you've done something wrong, you make it right. You apologize. Now, I'm not talking about those people you didn't like. He goes, brother, I don't know if you've known this, but I've known you for the last 20 years and I couldn't stand your guts. I just want you to know. I just want you to know I've gotten over that and I love you now. You're like. You just got to learn how to get over some things. I mean, if the Lord's telling me right now in a time of transition, about ready to get into our next step, our next flow, he says, if you don't clean this up right now, this worry, you're going to get out of the ministry. If you don't clean this area of walking in love, you'll you'll disqualify yourself like so many have. Like, whoa, Jack. I told her, I said, boy, that'll that'll just straighten you out every time. Straighten you up every time. I, I tell you, I don't want to get disqualified. Yeah. Boy, I tell you, and lots of, he said, the Lord told me a lot of folks have done it. A lot of folks have done it. Let's open our Bibles to First Peter. Second Peter, chapter 5. Not chapter 5, but Second Peter, chapter 1, verse 5. Because, you know, if we, we really want to move into what God has called us, we, how many of you know we've got to be, be prepared to move into that, right? And over here in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, say amen when you get there. 
He says, but also this very reason, give all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, self-control, perseverance, perseverance, godliness, to godliness. You know, I'm going to notice something. Godliness is, no, is, is, is different than casting your cares. You can live a godly life and still be taking on cares. Well, I'm not, see, he told, I'm not sinning. That's what Brother Hagin, I'm not sinning. I'm not running around. I'm not carousing. I mean, he's, he's, I've lived right. Because, in fact, when I got born again, I stopped lying. Yeah. Yeah. He said, I'm living right. Yeah. But the Lord said that wasn't good enough. Yeah. He dealt with them about taking on them cares. Yeah. And add kindness and love. For, the, for if these things abound in you, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful. Come on. If these things are added to you, you won't be barren or unfruitful. I want to say something. Your house, your cars is not fruit. Now, they may be a reflection that you're believing and you're trusting God, but that's still not fruit. That's not fruit. Because people, I've heard, I heard or a lot of people come into our church. Having a full house full of people is not fruit. That's not fruit. You know what fruit is? Is what, what you're doing the word. You're walking in love. You're not carried down with the cares of this world. Well, right. I tell you what, Brother Hagan set me free. Uh, uh, Bro- Brother Hagan goes, you know, you hear, or Pastor Nancy, she's were talking about uh, Brother Goodwin and how he had his, uh, he had a building and he had a he, he had a, a you know he didn't have a big giant church, and he said you know and his church was oftentimes they would have these meetings and they were so packed up to the walls, yeah. with, with very little room, and he and the, he said you know and, and Pastor Nancy asked him, well why didn't you why didn't you, why didn't he just build another church? For one, the Lord didn't tell him to build another church. And, and another thing that he said he couldn't. Because they were landlocked. So they couldn't build another church. But he says you could take your people more, your smaller crowd, the people that you do have, you can take her to a deeper, intimate relationship with me. With bigger crowds, it's hard to steer the boat around. It's hard to steer a, a, a boat around where people are just kind of just kind of living how they want to live, doing what they want to do. But in a smaller, intimate group, you know, you want that group to be more fruitful. Yeah. See, I would rather have a smaller group that's very fruitful. That's right. Very, I mean, walking in the deeper. You, you, it's, it's easier to go into deeper things of God with a smaller group than it is a bigger group. Yeah. That's what Brother Hagin said. Yeah. That's what that, and, and he saw the fruit. He said he liked the smaller groups because the, there was things that you could do that you couldn't do with a larger group. Because they were just visitors. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's things that we're going to be able to get into this year. Yes. Amen. Things that we're going to get into. We're going to be more fruitful. Yes. Yes. I said we're going to be more fruitful. Right. And that's good news. Yes, it is. Because where there's fruit is, then how many of you know there's, you're, you're not going to have any more. We're going to start dealing with this area of cares. Yeah. We're going to start dealing in this area of walking in love. Yes. Yes. I'll tell you what, boy, you start walking in love, boy, there's nothing you can't do. There's nothing you can't get into. You start learning about the fruit of love, how it should be operating and abiding in your life. People should walk up and notice that you've got fruit on your tree. And that you're not out of season. I've been, I haven't had any fruit in my life for the last 30 years. Well, I ain't gonna see no peace on that tree. I don't see no love on that tree. I, I'm, I'm wondering if I, yeah, have you ever bought a fruit, I, I bought a fruit tree one time and it wasn't producing. I said, Lord, if this thing didn't produce, I'm going to pluck this thing out. I was upset because I had another tree that overproduced. I'm like, where is it? Then I found out later on it's overproducing because the, the soil wasn't right. 
You have to, you have to, sometimes you don't see everything on the surface. Sometimes it goes deeper. And sometimes you have to address the deeper things in order to get, to get, get into the fruit that you're trying to get. And it requires us a paying attention to it. Come on. Let's open our Bibles now. This, is this next point I've been wanting to get. First Peter chapter 5. I said second Peter, now we're going to first Peter. Whoo, God's good. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. You know what? Let's start at verse 5. I feel a, a prompting to start in verse 5. It says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. In other words, your pastor Marcus, you young folks, I'm going to tell you, pastor, you could, I like what Brother Hagin said, because I started this at when I was 15 years old. This whole concept of casting my cares on my, so he said, I did it now, so it, it was, it got easier. He says, if the more you put this off, the older you are right now, the more you keep putting this off, the harder it's going to get. Yeah. If you're not put, if you're, or if you're not even dealing with this, I'm like I said, I would, this was not on my radar. Lord, Lord told me the other, the other night, I was just laying in bed. I was laying in bed and Lord, Lord reminded me, I told you to pay close attention to Brother Hagen, not Brother, Brother Kenneth Copeland. And then I want you to pay attention to, to John, the book of John, anything written that, like John, 1 John, 2 John, and, and the chapter of John. The Lord gave me a big, long vision. I won't explain it here because it's not important. It's something the Lord told me intimately. And, uh, and, and so Lord just said, pay attention to Brother Copeland. Stick close. So I opened up his, his newsletter. I hadn't done it in a while. I, I'll be very frank. I'm telling myself. He, he sends me these monthly newsletters, and he has, it's, like a, it's like a letter, just a, like a letter. It looks like it's handwritten. It's got notes written on it. And so I'm open. What do you think the first thing it starts talking to me about? Cares. <laughs> Lord's dealing with me about cares and all my Lord's oh, man, I can't get very far on this one. Open up my Bible. I'm reading on cares. Lord just Lord's just talking to me about cares. And boy, I'm telling you, it's it's a hard one. In the natural, if you have, you've been you've been playing with it too long, in the natural it can seem hard, but you can do all things through Christ, who gives you strength. And first, and and second, and second, did I say did I say second Peter? First Peter five, first Peter five, verse seven. No, verse, uh, go back to verse five. I apologize. Likewise, you younger people submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. In other words, young people, be teachable. Be teachable. All, all of us be teachable. Not just the young folks, but also some of us older folks who've never learned to be teachable. Let's be teachable. This, this, let's just admit we don't know everything. Boy, sometimes we just think we know too much. Well, who does he think he is? He's telling me. Oh, there's there's things that we can be taught every time. Right. Sometimes we're just re- we we're just going around the track, right. but there ain't nothing going around the track because we're we're revisiting things that are going to help us. Right. Yeah. He says, "Be clothed with humility." And, and notice what he says: he is God resists the proud. Yeah. Boy, I'm not going to tell God I don't need His help. Right. Yeah. I don't want to be God to resist me, especially when I need help. But God gives grace to the humble, the teachable. He gives empowerment to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. So you're always you're going to get lifted up in due time. 
Daniel. Come on. Think of all the great men and women of God that just got exalted at the right time. Humble themselves. I told Pastor Melina, I, go, I, I, don't, I'm, I better humble myself now. Because God's, I said, I just believe God's setting her, me, and up somehow. I don't know what's going on. But if God is sharpening this iron right now and say, you better deal with this, guess what you best be doing? Yeah. Yes. Get stepping and start yeah. dealing with it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Not giving excuses to, well, you know, I've just had all this pain. Yeah. Just look at the way I was raised. I mean, you just listen to, I, I always go back to Joyce Meyer on this because this woman went through a lot. Yeah. That's right. Went through a lot. Uh, I would say, dare say, half of us or more, a quarter of us haven't been through as much as she has. No. Right? right? Child abuse, yeah. sexual abuse yeah. from a family member. Very open about it. Still walked in love. Still supported that family member. Still helped them. Yeah. Not a lot of folks would even do that. That's right. they, they would give excuse to why they hold on to the anger and the hurt. Well, they done me wrong. Yeah. You just got to learn how to get over some things because right. it will affect you. Yes. Yeah. It'll, it, it'll affect your fruitfulness. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, you start realize I don't want this to affect my fruitfulness. I want to be fruit. I want some fruit in my life. Boy, it'll just change your life. And then he says this and then he goes, boy, he says all that. Just to, you know, how I many? I love boxing. I was watching Mike Tyson talk about boxing. He says, I don't look at a man. He says, when you box, you don't look at a man's face. You look at his body because you want to see where, where his body is twitching. Like, he's going to throw a body. You can see where his body is. He goes, I, I pay attention to that, that body with that, from, yeah, that neckline from here on out. I pay attention. Because I, I recognize there's, there's things I need to pay attention to because I got I to knock on this thing. And see, we're, here we are. We're getting set up. Yeah. Take, be humble. Be teachable. And then he hits you with a low blow right to the gut. <laughs> casting all your cares upon him. Because he cares for you. Oh my. You, wanna, you really want to get hit good this morning? Let's, get, let's read verse 7 in the Amplified. <laughs> You're right when you think you got out of church. Okay, man, it was pretty good until you start reading that Amplified. I wish you put that Amplified away. Casting the whole of your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him. For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Wow. I like that part, watchfully. You know, that one part stood out to me. He, he, he does it watchfully. He pays attention to you. He sees where your life's going. He recognizes that the care is going to destroy you. He recognizes the care is going to bring disease and, 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 and sickness on you. Brother Hagen turned to his mom and said, Mama, he goes, what's, how do I live? What if I really want to live? What's, what's the battle? She goes, well, 50% of, 50 of the battle is, is wanting to live. He goes, if he goes well, I think I can do I, I got At least I got that part down. I got that part down, but then he started, boy, I got to deal with this, this care stuff now. Yeah. I got, boy, I got to somehow deal with this care stuff. Because it comes into the small things. Yeah. Comes into sometimes just something that you didn't even recognize that you even cared about. Yeah. Kids or parents or changes in life. Or, yeah. And then the Lord says, you're, nothing's ever going to change in, uh, as long as you're holding it. Mm-hmm. Can I rephrase that again? 
Lord told me, and he said it through other people of God too. He says, as long as you care about it, it's in your hands. I can't put it, it's, as long as it's in your hands and you're caring and you're worrying about it, I can't do nothing with it. Yeah. But I'm worried about it. It stresses me out. Yeah. As long as it's in your hands, as long as you're caring about it, as long as you're, I can do nothing of with it. Well, I'm worried about my body. As long as you're caring about it and you're worrying about it, it'll never change. And guess what? The situation will not change until you follow the direction. Circumstances won't change until you finally just relent, until you quit caring about it. You can hold on to it as long as you want till kingdom come. But as long as you're holding on to it, I'm just still holding on to us. Like one sister came up to Brother Hagin and said, she said, you know, well, uh, can you, I, I want you to pray that you take, if you're going to take half of my, the Lord will take half of my cares. I can keep the other half. Yeah. But Lord, he, you take the other half of my cares. I'll keep this half because this is all I know I can bear. At least I can know I can take this other half. But if the Lord takes care of this other, I'll be doing okay. He says, sister, I can't help you. She goes, well, I want, to then, I want the Lord to get rid of all my cares for me. He can't care. See, he says, if, you could, if, I, if, if I could do that, uh, if I, could, I can't do that. That's not even scriptural. Yeah. Yeah. I can't cast the cares for you. Yeah. You've got to cast the cares for you. That's right. That's right. Well, I wish the Lord would just take them away. He already did. You just say, Lord, I thank you, Father. I cast my cares on you. That's right. Cast That's all you, I cast it on you. That's right. And when the devil tries to come back, you know, that, uh, what are they going to call you? They said they were going to call you today. You know, it's, it's, 3, it's 3.30 and they say we're going to call you. Oh, man, you start sitting there, you start getting in anxiety. You start getting fretful. They said they're going to call me. But it's not 3. It's, it's 3.30 now. And you're sitting there just where are they going to call me? I don't know. Did you get the job? I don't know. I thought I had a good interview. You should start working yourself into crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and, you start, and then you start to fix your house a certain way. To be perfect, or your office, or you're going to be under review. And you're like, you're trying to put everything. You're trying to put the bed, make all the dust around it. You're, you're doing everything. Did I, get, did I get everything? Did I get everything? Fretful. Yeah. Anxiety. Yeah. There's no peace. No. There's no peace. No. It's like there's something pushing you. Yeah. And that's demonic. Yeah, anything that robs you of your peace, anything that keeps you with cares and loaded down with worries is not of God. That's right. Now, I'm not saying neglect your home. Well, I had my, on my fifth piece of chocolate. I know I should probably do them dishes. They're piled up. But I'm just going to cast that care on the Lord. Sure, Billy's running wild. Got in a fight today, but I'm going to enjoy this chocolate. Lord, I gave him to you. I'm not worrying about him anymore. Boy, you got some people, boy, they just go to one extreme to the other. Now I ain't going to, I mean, I had this some years ago. I was working in Corcoran. And there's a mom, a Christian mom. And her boy was getting in trouble. He was in gangs. Well, I'm not worried about it because I know he's in God's hands. Wouldn't correct him. Wouldn't try to get him out of the gangs. Well, you know, he's in the Lord's hands. Boy, that's a great, great way to, to go on to somewhere and be in the wrong hands. But you you got to intervene with your children. That's right. There's a thing about a fine line between casting the cares, but then as being a parent and doing our job. That's right. Being being paying attention. So I, we got I want to balance this out a little bit. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm laying in bed worried about Billy right. or or Samantha uh-uh. 
or John Luke, <laughs> or, or Billy Ray Ray. Yeah. <laughs> Say, what the hey, hey, come on. Be watchful, be balanced, temperate, sober of mind. Be vigilant and cautious at all times. For your enemy of, your, of yours, the devil, roams around like a lion, roaring in fierce hunger, seeking any, someone to, to seize upon and devour. Yeah. That's what the devil's trying to do. Yeah. He's trying to get you in a place of worry, to corner you, yeah. to make you... When really... Reality is we, we move in fear when really we should be, we're, we're, we're moving out of what are the role that you and I are supposed to do. We're supposed to be taking our authority over these things. That's right. And then we get motivated by fear and then we pray out of fear. Uh-huh. And you're not supposed to be ever motiv- be praying out of fear. That's right. You're supposed to be taking your authority. Yeah. You don't pray in the Holy Ghost when it's about ready to, right. you take your authority over things. Yeah. See, I take authority of you, devil. You coming around in my house. Yeah. You're driving your car. We, the angels, you, you travel with us. We don't. Lord, just help. Please, please keep us safe. Yeah. No. For, I, thank, I thank you, Father. Everywhere we go, it's safe. And I thank you, Father, that you, you, you tell us where to go. You lead us and you guide us. Yeah. I thank you, angels. You go before yeah. us. That's right. That's right. We know where to drive. We know where to pull over. We, yeah. we, we drive the best routes. We get, yeah. the best, we, get, we get the best brakes. Get the best gas brakes. Yeah. Everything. I mean, you just you just say, Lord, I thank you, Father. All my steps are ordered yes. of the Lord. Yes. You just start talking that way. Right. You take your authority when your kids are getting in trouble. I take my authority of that demon trying to take his trying to get his get get around their mind and get around yeah. their brain. I take my authority over that. You don't sit there and worry. Well, I just wish I didn't know it. Just start, you know, right. goobering around, uh-huh. not knowing what to do, acting like I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know what to do. You start talking about you don't know what to do. Guess what you're going to get more of? Yeah. I don't know what to do. Right. Rather, and James says it clearly. In the midst of when you're just feeling you don't know what to do. So I thank you, Father. I have, uh, I have wisdom from on high. That's right. And let me tell you right now, not only do you have wisdom, but you, right now you already know how to respond. Now, whether you do it or not is two different things. That's but right. you know what to do. That's you right. know to take your authority over this. Yeah. Rather than worry, I, t- I take my authority over that spirit motivating them. I take my authority over that sickness. I'm not trying to beg, oh God, please take this sickness. No, you deal with it in the spirit realm by That's taking right. your authority over it. That's right. You just get in the face of the devil, say, devil, you take your hands. I'm not going to worry about this, yeah. but devil, I, I, I'm going to come against you right now. Right. I'm not going to take this on as no care. Yeah. I'm not going to take this no, no longer in some worry. Come on. It's, 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 it's important because we, we need to stay fruitful. That's right. and, the, and the big thing in this church is it's fruitfulness. We're learning to be fruitful. Yes. And if you're not, you not knowing what to do is not being fruitful. Yeah. It's, showing very, very, it's showing very poor attention to, especially when you don't know what to do or you act like you don't know what to do. Boy, that, that's, I like what Brother Hagin says. God wouldn't let me go any forward. He says, he wouldn't let me go forward in the Bible. I couldn't read. I wasn't until I dealt with this thing. That's why a lot of people don't get, get dissatisfied. Because God's showing them stuff. And then they see like God tells them one, the, one thing to do. And they just like, then they get miserable because they, they forgot the last thing God told them to do. And they're not dealing with it. And they're like, I can't even enjoy reading my Bible anymore. I, I don't even enjoy the things of God anymore. 
Seems like it's just everything I tell I go to church and that bugs me. And I, you know, brother so and so, oh, you got the victory, brother? And I just, boy, I just want to punch him in the face. Always ask me, I got, you got the victory. Do I look like I got the victory? <laughs> right? But the reality is, it's not brother so and so. It's the fact that we've neglected the very thing that God last told us. And it's not letting us go until we get back to it. He says, my joy didn't come back to me until I started dealing with those cares. Then once I made up my mind, boy, it got easier. It got easier. And I I got my joy back and I started enjoying my Bible even more. He goes, I tell you, I passed up a lot of good opportunities to worry. Boy, there's times, am I helping anybody this morning? Woo, let's open our Bibles to Philippians. The Bible says, out of the mouth of two or more witnesses, let every word be established. Peter's talking about worry. Now we're going to see what Paul has to say about worry. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Most of you are, are familiar with it. You should be familiar if you've been any time if you've been at this church long enough, you're going to be very familiar with this scripture. But I'm going to read it to you out of the Amplified. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and everything by prayer and petition, definite request with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Why would you put those two things together? Why? Are you trying to pick on me, God? Boy, that's hard. You're telling me I can't have any anxiety or any fear? I'm going to tell you something right now. Anxiety and fear will open the door to the devil every time. It opens the door to the devil every time. You know, in the book of Job, I'm borderline borderline thinking, let's open Job, Job chapter 1. You know, when, you, when we get in the Word, yeah, Job chapter 1, we're going to close with Job chapter 1. Because this is important. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and this man was blameless and upright, who one who feared God and shunned evil. And his sons and his three daughters were born to him, and in his possessions were 7,000 sheep. And now he's talking about all this man had. He had a lot of stuff. And then... Um, And then let's just skip down. It says, in a very large household. So this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. Then verse 4 says, and his sons would go and feast in their houses, each on his appointed day. Now this appointed day, if you look in the Amplified, this was their birthday. It says it was in their birthday. And would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So it was in the day of feasting that had run its course that Job would send and sanctify them, that he would rise early in the morning and do a burnt offering according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus God, thus Job did regularly. Boy, it seems like a real nice thing to do for your kids because... You're worried about them. I'm concerned that they may make, make, make a mistake. Uh, I might, I might want to give for my kids. I might want to write an offering, put their name, because I want to give for them, because I'm afraid that they won't, I want to make sure they're blessed. Yeah. 
uh, I'm going to do this because I, I really want to take care of my kids. So we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this. Because we're worried about our kids. And thus, Job did the same thing. But it opened the door to the devil. See, it, it talks about this. It didn't say that Job sinned. It just said he was worrying. And then you start to see something take place. In verse 6, And there was a day of the sons of God who came to present themselves before the Lord. Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro from the earth, walking back and to and fro. And then the Lord said unto Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? Now, if you read that, you would think, There it is, proof. Job was just coming along. He, that, that wasn't the issue. Some people say, oh, look. No, Satan just came here because, you know, he just wanted to pick on. God just threw out Job like that. God put Job on blast. Let me tell you something. God already knew why he was there. God already knew why Job was there. He says, if you come here to consider my, 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 my servant Job, and we know that he was thinking about Job, and we know that. He was there for that reason because the scripture further clarifies that, yes, he was there because of Job. Because he says further, have your servant Job. There is none like him on the earth, blameless and upright. So Satan answered the Lord, does Job fear the Lord? You have made a hedge around him. This is Satan talking now. So he was already there for that reason. God didn't have to put it on blast. God already knew why he was there. And, it, and, and de the devil opened up his mouth and he just, so he just opened up and let, yep, that's why I'm here. You put a hedge around. I can't even touch him. Right. And then he said, well, he's opened the door. What can I do? You, you. So he, he had to allow things to happen because worry allowed things to happen. Right. Worry opened the door. Yeah. Cares opened the door. Yeah. Some of us are wondering why, why there seems like to be so much hell breaking loose in my life. Let me ask you, how many cares are you carrying around with you right now? How many cares do you have in your pocket right now? How many, care, how many of you have got that bill lingering in the back of your mind? How many of you have got that, 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 that situation at work or that, that, that situational drama at, the, at work right now at the back of your mind? God says, I want you free of that. He says, I want you free of that. I don't want you putting on those cares. I don't want you putting on those worries because they will disqualify you out of things. Well, I tell you, man, you start to re recognize what cares will do to you and how they will just steal from you. That's why he says the devil goes around like a lion. Connected to cares and worries. Yeah. Connected to cares and worries. And he goes around like a lion. You know when a pinata drops that, all that candy and all those kids are squirreling around and trying to pick up that candy and put it in their pockets? You know, when they're walking around, sometimes they drop candy. The devil's looking around for who's dropping candy. Here, you got the blessing. I'm going to see what, what you dropped, what you didn't think of, what you didn't care for. I'm going to pick that up, and I'm going to take it from you. He's out there to steal what belongs to you. Whether or not it was yours, but you dropped it. It's mine now. You weren't paying attention. You didn't care enough about it. You didn't care enough about what's important. You need to care about your fruit. You need to care about your fruit because not caring about your, your fruit will leave you fruitless and leave you open to the works and tactics of the enemy. Yeah.
Boy, I tell you, I'm, in, I, I'm, I'm helping myself right now. The Lord said, I'm, I'm preaching to myself. I don't know about you, but I'm preaching to myself right now. Yeah. I'm preaching to me because I'm getting on top of this, sister. You know what? There's reasons. You know, there's some reasons why you just can end up working, getting your body going through circles. You gain weight, you lose weight. You gain weight, you lose weight. Well, think about your your thought life. What's what's in your? It's going in. Why do you keep going in circles? It's because your thought life. One minute you're on top of your thought life, and the next minute you're just back down to memory alley, and you're back down to the memories that you shouldn't be dealing with, feelings you shouldn't be dealing with, and you're like, how did I get there? How did I get there? Yeah. I was sitting there going to a store and I heard some music I hadn't heard in years. Boy, it took me places quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was thinking and I got, and I, boy, I'll tell you, I'm going to just, just want to tell you how real this one was. The other, this morning, just this morning, the devil was trying to steal that word that I sown in my heart. I got mad at a kid in high school. <laughs> got, back in high school, he was always picking fights. I go, man, I told myself, if I ever see that guy again, boy, I'm going to clean his clock. <laughs> Clean his clock. He couldn't fight them. Boy, I don't know why I didn't just deal with him now. And I felt myself getting mad again. And the Lord said, what you doing? I go, oh, nothing. Nothing. Boy, you can find yourself getting just as mad as you were then. As, yeah. Boy, I tell you what, you better just get it. You better put a clamp down on that thing. Right. You put a, better put a clamp down on things. You don't need to be an angry person. That's right. You don't need to be a hurt person. Right. You don't need to care. And you know what? They say right. half of the people in the psych wards and the hospitals... More than 80% of it has to do with sickness of the heart. Taking on cares, taking on worries. Well, I tell you, I, I want to live. You can't live to, you know, that's why I think the Lord's telling me, keep an eye on Brother Copeland. Because he says he's, he's keeping an eye on Brother Hey, He's talking about casting your cares. He talks about walking in love. Boy, that stuff will save you. It'll add years to your life. Amen. Woo, come on, ain't God good. Said, so ain't God good. We're going we're to get to the other sides of this, Gonzalo. Right. Come on, we're going to get on the other side of some things. If there are some things that people did or didn't do or should have done, parents, mom, maybe your dad wasn't there in your life. Maybe your mom wasn't there in your life. Maybe there's just people that just weren't there. Guess what, I'm, guess what we're doing? We're just getting over it. Yeah. We're just done. It's, it's, it's in the past. Yeah. It's in the past. Why bringing it up? It's gonna, it ain't going to help anybody. No. It ain't going to help you. Come on, we're just getting, we're, we're over it. Say, I'm over it. Let's put our hands like this and say, I'm free. I'm free to be fruitful. Say, I'm fruitful. I call myself fruitful. And I'm free in Jesus' name. Amen. You believe it? Come on. Say, I forgive him. I let him go. Lord, you take that away. And if it tries to creep, sometimes it'll, be, it'll try to creep on you right here. It'll try to creep on you as you're walking out the door. It'll try to creep on you when you get in that car of yours. It'll try to creep on you if you're playing a song that brings you back to the wrong place. You say, no, 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 no. You know, I've been listening to David Ingalls' music a lot lately. It helps me. I told Melina, I go, that music has been a lifesaver to me. I don't know. I, I love it. I, go, I listen to a lot of Christian, not too many Christian, different Christian artists, because I'm like, some people, they're... they're I like anointed music. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. I just, I can't just listen to anybody because it affects me. Even if it's like, it's, yeah, won't go there. But when I listen to David Engel's music, boy, I just sit there, boy, I says, boy, it just puts me in the right place. I told her it saved my life. Having the right anointed music playing will save your life. Yeah. Not just playing any Christian music. Right. Playing the right Christian music will save your life. Yeah. And I'm telling you, we need help nowadays. Yeah. 
We need, we need more anointing and more fruitfulness in our lives. Amen.